calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. For ad-free episodes and bonus content for all Dayton Writers Movement shows, including Uncanny Valley, visit patreon.com slash hidden people podcast. Uncanny Valley contains mature language, content, and themes. Please listen with care. For a full list of triggers, please visit DaytonWritersMovement.com slash triggers. Dayton Riders Movement presents Uncanny Valley. Starring Luna Madison, Emily Kallenberg, Jordan Lopez, and Ben Essex. Running from. Written by Carrie Zahn. Directed by Chris and Megan Burnside. Sound design, score, and original music by Katherine Seaton. Also starring Drew Bearded, Cora Chipek, Stephen Kallenberg, Nova Styles, and Carrie Zahn. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. Am I in the way? I can get lost in my own little world in here. No, not at all. Actually, I couldn't help but notice your book. You're into art? Oh, this? Yeah, it's kind of my thing. You like Henry Moore? I love England. We learned a lot about his sculpting when I visited. Are you an art student? Uh, Oh, no. Just a nerd, actually. I think that's amazing. 
Oh. Well, thanks. Of course. You can tell a lot about a person by the books they read. You're a smart girl. I just like shapes. <laughs> You're funny, too. That's, um, very kind of you. Don't mention it, sweetie. So, have you ever been? What? Been? Oh, uh, to England. Yeah, to see the sculptures you like. Not quite in the budget right now, I'm afraid. I hear it's a very romantic place to vacation. Um, I heard it rains. Of course. Hey, I wouldn't mind getting to talk with you some more. I see you around here all the time. I'm Cody. I'm Audrey. Order's ready. Heading out. Nice talking to you. Another one, Audrey? I'm gonna have to cut you off here soon. Lonnie, this is Diet Coke. Yeah, I, I know. It was a joke. Sorry. I'm a little frazzled. I didn't sleep well. My heat's out. Ah, so you came to mooch off mine. No, not at all. I I'm sorry. I, I did buy a drink. It's another joke. Oh. I'll be back with your refill. Actually, maybe you should just cut me off. The caffeine isn't actually doing much for the exhaustion. It's just making me jumpy. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you don't eat. How is the one in this friendship without a body the only one who remembers how to take care of one? Let me grab my card. It's on the house. It's literally just a Diet Coke. I do have to take care of the other customers, though. Stay as long as you'd like and holler if you change your mind. Audrey! Thank you, Lonnie. Audrey! What now? Audrey! Izzy! He's not gonna stop, you know. Maybe you just need to talk to him. Hear him out. Because that worked out so well for me last time. I think he really just needs someone to talk to. There's a huge difference between small talk and solving someone's murder for them. Oh, come on, Audrey. If ignoring him was going to work, it would have by now. I can't keep talking to you here. Then I guess we better go outside. Fine. Let's get this over with. Definitely hear you. You can stop yelling. Oh, Audrey, you found me. I thought you gave up on me. Let's go inside so I don't look like I'm off my rocker talking to myself. Again. Ah, yes. Entering a long abandoned cabin, most recently occupied by a murdered newbie. Definitely the most normal you could look in this situation. You're not helping. Okay, Audrey. I'm glad you're here. You've got to help me. We'd love to, Doyle. But at this point, we're not sure how. The whole credit union thing kind of backfired. Didn't you say you were going to talk to the girl who knows everything about this town? I'm sorry, Doyle. I did talk to her. But Dahlia didn't remember you. <laughs> of course not. Of course. The nice guy. The unassuming guy. The one who never wished anything bad on anyone and got all the flag for it in return. Why would anyone remember that guy? 
To be fair, she might not have even been born yet when you died. But I know this is hard. You don't know anything. You have a friend. Yeah, and you have her attention. We're talking to you, aren't we? Right, yes. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I just don't want to miss my chance to find out what happened. Maybe there's someone else you need to talk to. That guy that works at the bar? He always gave me the side eye when I was alive. For zero reason. Maybe that's enough. Maybe he'll remember me if you talk to him. Audrey can't keep burning bridges by bringing you up, dead guy. Your name doesn't exactly inspire goodwill. Audrey, please. You're my only chance. Do you know how long it's been since I've been able to communicate with anyone? I didn't do anything to deserve this. I haven't spoken to a soul in decades. You understand? And now I found two that can hear me. I'm... I'm glad we can be there for you, Doyle. I'm sure this hasn't been easy for you. I don't need pity. I need help. You have resources, Audrey. You have a voice. You can use it. You can help me. Okay. Okay. We'll brainstorm, I guess. Come up with something. Dahlia did say she'd ask her grandmother about you. Something could come of that? You said you died, like, 30 years ago? Yeah, Dahlia might not have been much help, but her grandma had to have at least had her ABCs down by then. Haha. <laughs> but, yeah, she's very generous with her produce. I'm sure we'll run into her again at the ice scraper sometime soon. The plant lady? Yes, Sage, right? Yeah, she should remember me. Please, Audrey, please make sure she asks. I'll do what I can, but I really need to fix the heat in my house, or I'm going to be joining you two on the other side, and then I can't help anyone. Sure, yeah. Do what you have to do. Just please don't forget about me, Audrey. Please remember, you're the only one who can make this right for me. She'll remember, okay? We'll be back, dead guy. Uh, Audrey, babe, your snow machine is that way, which is how we get to our house. I was serious about fixing the heat. You think I can do that by myself? Uh-huh. Not to play psychologist, but are you doing all right? You look kind of on edge. It's... it's nothing, really. Nothing alive, anyway. Well, okay, there is something. My heat's out, which makes me feel like I'm going to show up on some Dateline episode where they find me in 20 years and my body is perfectly preserved in this ridiculous cold. <laughs> Ice Cube Audrey! <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I told you Rhett can overlook some things. Don't worry, it's not really winter until the first storm. And I would come find you well before 20 years had passed. My hero. Anyway, it sounds like your propane is low. Or you're out. Does it smell like rotten eggs? Yes! To be honest, I thought you farted. Yeah. Propane? I'm surprised Rhett didn't check that when you moved in. That stuff's pretty integral. Oh, he did go out to check... something. I think it was propane. He said he bought some, but... It was, it was weird. I don't know if he ever actually filled it. Weird. 
Well, Ice Cube Audrey certainly wouldn't look great for his business. Why don't I come take a look? I can haul out a tank. Oh, I, I couldn't ask you to do that. Besides, you're working. I was kind of hoping there would be just a quick fix or something you could tell me about. You do know you're allowed to ask for help, right? You don't just have to suffer silently. I... I guess I'm not used to having much of anyone around to ask. Hey! Well, I'm a bit of an obsessive DIYer myself, so can't give you too much shit. Let's get you fixed up, though. I was wrapping up here anyway, on account of Roxanne being MIA. Off we go. Uncanny Valley will return in a moment. On a remote island in Frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to Uncanny Valley. tools around here. You sure you need me? I did say you didn't need to come, but that's all for my art, actually. If I don't have free reign over how things are supposed to fit together, it just all eludes me. Propane tank one, Audrey, negative 11 billion, and two. I appreciate that after all these years, you can still swat at the air like you can hit me when I say funny things. Not to worry. You don't have to be Bob the Builder to make it out here. Really cool that you're an artist, though. Although I don't think any of these fancy drill bits are going to help defrost this place. Probably not. I'm still selling in the lower 48, so I may actually have some questions for you about packing and shipping. And I may be increasing your deliveries. Sorry. More time in the air. Oh, a travesty. But it's freezing in here, so I'm going to head outside and see if I can get your propane hooked up. who's out there, but I will absolutely fuck you up. I told you to shut it. I will lock you in. 20-something years here, and those woods still give me the heebie-jeebies sometimes. Even during the day. Oops, am I interrupting the creative process? What? Uh, oh, no. Just, just a habit. Sorry. I like it. Most important relationship you have is with yourself. Or your dead best friend. Fair. Especially out here. Indeed. Haven is good for a lot of things. 
escape, an abundance of wildlife, making a very small army of unique friends. But I hope you didn't move out here for the dating scene. <laughs> no, that's the last thing I need. I hear ya. I thought maybe that was your thing, but of course. I didn't want to ask, unless you go all Roxanne on me. My thing? You know, the thing you're running from. A lot of the folks got one up here. But it's kind of like prison. Would have heard of it, at least. Haven't knocked that one off the bucket list just yet. You don't ask anyone what they're in for. If they want you to know, they'll tell you. Otherwise, you just keep your trap shut and cross your fingers. The newbie isn't like, you know, a mass murderer. Or worse, nosy. Ah! I don't ask much of anything, so I should be safe. But no, I'm not running from a relationship. At least not from my perspective. Hey, I don't want to make you upset. You really don't have to talk about it. I hate when people cry. No, it's okay. I don't mind. I guess I get sort of embarrassed. Like worried I'm being dramatic or something. I'm sure there are many people here escaping way worse issues. It's not a competition, Audrey. Whatever you're feeling, it's valid. Thanks. Really, it's not some big secret. I guess I just don't know how to talk about it. I don't know how to talk about a lot of things. Have you told anyone else? No. Ouch. Well, except the police. Double ouch. And you know, I've done some internal processing. <laughs> internal processing done out loud? Makes sense. Might those voicemails from the other day be of interest in said processing? You heard that. I really tried not to. I'm sorry, I- Don't apologize to me, I'm sorry. That guy sounded like a next level asshole. I don't blame you for hauling ass to Alaska to be rid of him. Seriously. Yeah, I guess. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like it here so far, but... I also feel like I should have been able to do something more about the situation. You said you talked to the police. You did what you needed to. Moving here was doing something about it. People get so worked up thinking running is always avoiding. Like it's always choosing not to face whatever it is they have in front of them. But I think people forget running isn't a passive activity. It's a choice. It takes work. And it is doing something. I, I guess you're right. Don't get me wrong. A bit of artful backtalk has its own time and place. Like when some of the old-timers here get it in their heads that they can talk to folks however they want. Gareth and Roxanne, for example. Liberating as hell, sure, but it's not always the answer. Especially if your safety is a concern. I, I guess that makes sense. Of course it does. We've had, what, four, five conversations? I'm clearly high authority on the life of Audrey by now. At least between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> but really, Audrey... I'm glad you're here. Thanks, Dahlia. And thanks for fixing the propane thingy or whatever. Well, I hooked it up to refill. I've gotta go check it and make sure all is going smoothly. But the tank could take a while to fill up, and I'm not yet dickish enough to flounce on out of meaningful conversations so I can go gaze at propane. Oh, that's okay. I don't want to keep you here helping me emotionally and... constructionally? Gaseously? Ew. <laughs> Environmentally, maybe? We'll go with that. But seriously, thank you. For both things. I think it'll take baby steps, but I appreciate being able to open up about everything. We can chat anytime. Although I do have the thrilling task of helping Gareth move some stuff today. Though with the way that man puts away liquor, 
They might be more making sure he doesn't topple over. But I'll get you squared away before I go. Thanks, Dahlia. For real. <laughs> you said that a couple times now. But don't mention it. For real. She's right, you know. Thanks for letting me talk to her. I almost forgot you were there. But not actually. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings with the not talking to anyone about it thing. I just meant... You don't have to explain. I get it. This feels like an appropriate time for a little hand squeeze that says I love you without having to verbalize it. But given... Consider my non-existent hand squeezed. Love you too. I actually appreciated Dahlia's perspective. About what? The whole confrontation thing. About running being okay? About it being liberating. As you know, I never would have confronted Cody. That could have been so dangerous. God, no, of course. I may not have chosen Alaska, but I don't blame you for just getting away. I was actually thinking about Doyle. The shifty ghost in the abandoned cabin? Why? I know I advocated for helping him, and I still feel that pang of guilt when I think about how stuck he is. But he's also, like, really annoying. And I know you don't want to deal with it every time he passes place going into town. I'm no good at asserting myself. But if you're gonna get better at it... You're thinking a random dead guy feels like a good place to start? Hey, we do have feelings too, you know. But... Yeah, I'm thinking that's a good place to start. I don't hate the idea. What? Moving to the middle of nowhere, not immediately shooting down my idea to confront toxic men? You know, I may be bored here, but I like this new Audrey. Yeah, well, this new Audrey's gonna lose her courage real quick if we don't go as soon as Dahlia's done. I mean, I had so much on my schedule, but I guess I can make the time. I knew you would come Doyle. back. I knew it. Audrey, you're one of the good Doyle. ones. Now, I've been thinking, maybe if we start with... Doyle! Huh? I... I didn't come here to help you. You... what? I, I empathize with your situation. I do, but I... I can't be involved in it anymore. You're telling me you hopped on a snowmobile and came all the way out here just to tell me to fuck off? Snow machine, dumbass. No wonder they never liked you here. You didn't even try to fit in. Oh, sorry. You were handling this. Right. Well, that's what I had to say. This is absurd. Is this part of some let him down easy act? I don't deserve this. You just came here to see my reaction when you rejected me to my face? I wanted to make sure you understood. 
And I wanted to stand up for myself. I have a lot going on, believe it or not. And I can't take this on right now. Not that you would know that, considering you never asked. Amazing. You're not helping me because I didn't ask how you are? 30 years in the theoretical grave, and I emerged to find women haven't changed a bit. Ah. Oh, trust me, small talk isn't my thing. But you kind of just shoved all your problems on me just because I could hear you. With no regard to what else I might be dealing with. I... I can't be consumed by this. And frankly, I think you should try not to be consumed by it either. Try not to be consumed by it? Oh, sweetie, this is my entire life. If you can't even call it that anymore. I'm stuck here. I can't just travel outside this cabin with my BFF that hears dead people and continue on my merry way like I never even died. I'm in this shithole cabin, in this shithole town, with no end in sight. You can go wherever you want, and you can take your dead pal with you. I just want that too. And I think you're selfish for not using your advantages to help those who don't have what you have. Yeah, well, I may not be as free as you think. And this isn't always a walk in the park for Izzy either. Like I said, we empathize. But I don't think you're helping yourself. Seething in rage at these people who you never even gave a chance? Holding grudges, bathing in self-pity. I hate to break it to you, but you're dead. For good. No one around here is trying to keep you here. I don't know what happened to you, and that sucks. But the only one who seems to be perpetuating your torment is you. I've been pestered by dead people for years. So trust me when I say, whatever the trauma is that's holding you here, it's probably something you need to deal with. But you don't understand. Uh, see, I actually said what I needed to say. I'm not really interested in response. Bye, dead guy. Hope you find your killer. Whatever, you stupid bitches! I never needed your help anyway! <laughs> this feels very reminiscent of the you're ugly anyway comments you get after rejecting a guy who just moments before would have kissed the ground you walk on. But seriously, Audrey, that was amazing! I'm shaking. Am I supposed to be shaking? Adrenaline, it'll pass. But, and I mean this in the most sincere, least condescending way possible, I'm really proud of you. Thanks, Izzy. And your ability to assert yourself while still managing to have probably the most therapeutic conversation that man has ever had. Empathy is as much a curse as hearing dead people. Let's go home. I'm happy to go anywhere with you. You guessed it. Great to meet you, Cody. I've never been here before, but apparently they give you a choice at the door. Old school buzz time pub trivia or 20 questions cards. I went with the cards. Ah, it's like they market this place specifically for people who met online and are bound for an awkward first encounter. Not that this is awkward. It's totally awkward. <laughs> Glad we can agree. Shall we? Why not? Okay, this one's easy. 
Tell me about your first pet. I've actually never owned an animal. What? Never? Not even a fish? Not even a fish. Uh, okay, where did you grow up? Boring answer. Here, actually. Kindergarten through college, right here in the city. Really? I can't imagine growing up in a place like this. My childhood was picket fences and overly friendly neighbors. I guess it's not weird if it's all you know. I think my parents were a little strict growing up because of it. My high school was down the street, but my dad walked with me every morning. I can still hear him saying, Have a good day, Ellie Belly. Go Raiders! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was embarrassing. Oh my goodness. Wait. Raiders? You didn't go to Twin Valley, did you? I did. Did you? Well, you said you didn't grow up here, so probably not. N not me, but my best friend, Audrey. Hey, you two were probably about the same year, I think. But I'm sure it's such a big school. No, I did know an Audrey. You are kidding. What are the odds we already have a mutual friend? Well, she was a classmate. I didn't know her well. Actually, I can't say I've spoken to her since graduation. Or even since, well... Since? Just everything with her friend. She was much more quiet after. But she was going through so much. Her friend? You know, Izzy. Oh, Izzy, of course. I believe they still talk often, actually. Huh? Izzy died. What? Yeah, in high school. I didn't know her well either. But I'll always remember it happened right after prom, because they cracked down on after-prom parties the next year. Well, shit, that's... I don't know how I didn't know that. I swore I've heard her talk... I mean, I swore she said she's talked to her recently. Must have been thinking of someone else. Yeah, I mean, this was high school. Maybe she's just trying to move past it. Man, I bet that was so hard on her. Did she ever seem to get back to normal after that? Like, how was she at school? I'm not sure I'm the person to ask, really. I barely knew her. Right. Of course. I'm sorry. Maybe that's something you can talk to her about? Maybe she just doesn't know how to bring it up? Oh, certainly. I'll definitely do that. Unfortunately, we've really lost touch since she moved out of the city. In fact, I don't even quite know where she moved. <laughs> Hey, you wouldn't know if there are any, like, resources or something through the school, you know, to get in touch with other alumni? Didn't you say she was your best friend? I may have misrepresented that a bit. Actually, we dated at one point. Oh, okay, I see. So this was actually just a colossal waste of my time. Super. No, 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 of course not. I've definitely moved on. And I've really enjoyed getting to know you, and I feel like you thought the same about me. Yes, Cody, I've loved learning about your non-existent pet and how you don't know how to choose flattering photos of yourself for your profile. It's been a treat. Ellie, wait. I hope you find whatever it is you're looking for. Oh, I will. She's not making it very fucking easy, but I will find her. Dayton Riders Movement presents Uncanny Valley. Executive producers, Chris Burnside and Megan Burnside. Producers, Lucy Waskowitz and Carrie Zahn. Lead writer, Chris Burnside. Script editor, Lucy Waskowitz. Audio production, McKinney Botts, Chris Burnside, and Catherine Seaton. 
For more Uncanny Valley, visit our website at DaytonRidersMovement.com slash Uncanny Valley. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.